Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Well, we all desire freedom, don't we? But if we've come to understand that we're in bondage to sin, that we can't seem to get free, then we might wonder what is keeping us from the freedom that Jesus promised when he said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So consider today whether there is anything in your life that you are trusting in to make you right with God other than the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Are you trusting in your ability to obey God's law? You're, maybe you're working of some program or doing steps or keeping rules? If so, you are nullifying God's grace in your life, and this is why freedom eludes you. Our passage for this week is Galatians 2, verse 21, which says, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Do you see what he's saying here? It's telling me that if I try to gain right standing with God by my efforts at obedience to the law, I'm setting aside the grace of God. If I'm trying to do something, earn my way somehow, I'm setting aside, pushing away the grace of God, making it of no effect. In other words, I'm saying, thanks for your death, Jesus, but I'll pass. I'm focused on obeying God myself. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to get it right. That is setting aside or pushing away the grace of God. That's making God's grace of no effect. But you see, it's God's grace that teaches us to say no to ungodliness, Titus 2.12. So if we are nullifying the grace of God, then we are canceling our own freedom. And did you notice how the grace of God is always joined together with the message of the cross? You know, frequently people talk about God's grace, 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 seldom about the cross. But Scripture always connects the grace of God and the cross of Christ. So, question, why does Paul continue to hammer this teaching about grace and the cross? I mean, why is it so important for Paul to bring the grace of God and the death of Jesus into practically every sentence? Well, it's because in our natural selves, we have a bent towards works righteousness. We all lean toward doing something to gain God's favor, working to earn our way. the, The whole natural world operates this way, doesn't it? If you have a job, when your employer gives you a paycheck, he's not giving you grace. He's giving you what you earned. But when it comes to God's kingdom, it works exactly the opposite of nature. You sin and do what's wrong, 
You do it continually as a habit pattern. You rebel against God and hurt other people. And God puts your sin on Jesus who dies for you and you get off scot-free. That makes absolutely no sense to us by nature or to the world around us. And it's certainly a laughingstock to all other religions that are working so hard to gain God's favor. And this is why Paul continuously focuses on God's grace and the death of Jesus as it is so opposed to everything within us by nature. Now here in Galatians, Paul states very clearly that if we could gain righteousness through the law, Christ died for nothing. If we could make ourselves right with God by our own efforts, you know, through Bible study, through scripture memory, through going to church, through witnessing, or anything else, then Christ died for nothing. Imagine for a minute that you are the thief on the cross next to Jesus. What can you do to earn righteousness? Well, you can do nothing to make yourself right with God. Why, you're dying because of your sins. It's not your decision to change your life, <laughs> your commitment to obey God, your desire to live right from now on. None of that will have any bearing on your standing before God. You have literally no hope whatsoever in anything you can do from here on out, right? So you look over at Jesus and what you see hanging on that cross maybe sparks a new hope in you. Maybe you think to yourself, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. And maybe, just maybe, his horrible, agonizing suffering and death means something for you. You start to see Jesus hanging on the cross as a flowing fountain of grace for you. You remember that when you were young, you read Zechariah 13.1. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. You now look at Jesus and wave after wave of love and grace flow to you. You see his suffering as your healing, his death as your pardon and forgiveness, your righteousness, and your way to God. So you cry out to him, calling him Lord and asking for grace that he might remember you in his kingdom, and you are assured of a rich welcome into paradise. The old song says, The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day, and there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. This washing at the cross is how to be righteous. It's how to receive grace, and it's how to be free. And isn't that what we all want? Freedom from life-dominating, recurring sins? Receiving grace flowing from the cross is exactly what we need to be free. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. 
For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.